Welcome to How Travel Writers Self-Publish. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book written, self-published, and marketed to a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. Today we're going to look at your travel guide's research trip. And we're going to look at the different local resources you can leverage to gather all the details that you need for your travel guide. We're also going to look at how you can assess your surroundings and some questions you can ask yourself so that you can capture all the information you need to write travel narratives to add that extra flavour to your travel guide. Trip research is a lot of traipsing around streets, taking reference photographs and popping into business sites and travel service providers to ask for informational brochures. And this is when I feel like a reporter pounding the beat. It's endless and you can get rebuffed by distracted business owners who know you're not there to purchase and may not see the value of talking to a travel writer about their shop or business or destination. With my pre-trip research as a foundation, I work my way around a destination capturing as much information as I can. And this consists of photographs, videos, audio notes and written notes. Now, you may think you're going to remember every detail of your research trip, but you won't. Your memory will mix up destinations and experiences. You'll forget names and spellings and you won't recall what day of the week you visited an out of the way art gallery that was closed. So as well as having my mobile devices for recording and capturing images, texts and voice notes, I always carry a small notebook with me so that I can jot down little reminders. Yes, I know, we live in the mobile age, but what happens when your phone dies or it overheats or it slipped to the bottom of your backpack and you're going past a sign in a bus and you really need to capture the information right then and there? Or what happens if you're in a neighbourhood and you don't feel comfortable getting out your expensive iPhone? My notebooks have been a lifesaver on numerous occasions. They're small enough to fit in a pocket and can easily be accessed to capture a reminder or a key piece of information. This rough notebook is different from a travel journal and its sole purpose is to capture quick notes that can be used as reference points when you transcribe your notes at the end of the day. So now that you've arrived at your destination, what sources should you rely on for finding out more information about the local area and sites and things you should see and places you should go? So obviously, the first stop should be your tourist office or bureau. These are usually located within the heart of a tourist area or near high traffic areas, say near the main train station. And larger cities may have multiple offices. As well as selling books and maps and having free brochures for accommodations, sites, walking tours, etc. There'll be local experts available to answer your questions. They may also be a local free or paid newspaper or monthly magazines that highlight the events that are currently planned in that local area. And your next stop is going to be checking into your hotel or your B&B. So there always seems to be a messy pile of brochures, even in the smallest hotels these days. But don't settle for just picking up a few of these. Make sure you ask the hotel staff about what they recommend. You know, it's their town after all. Another source 
is local publications. It's amazing how many publications are available to travellers locally that can't be accessed online. So always keep an eye out for these free magazines or travel guides at the local tourist office, hotel lobby, or even in the newsagents. You may not want to lug stacks of brochures or local publications around if you're on tight on space and travelling for an extended period of time. So I usually photograph the cover and contact page information and then any other page that's relevant and then return the original to a public area where someone else can pick them up. Another good resource is local radio. Find out if there's any local radio shows broadcasting in your language in the local area and you get up-to-the-minute news and information about events and local happenings, new restaurants opening. You know, you may hear local business people or even minor local celebrities being interviewed and that could provide really good quotes to add depth and interest to your content. Although we're picking up brochures and information, one of the best ways to get information is personal recommendations. Back in the 90s, prior to the advent of the internet and mobile devices, backpacking holidays consisted of staring devoutly at your Lonely Planet book and looking up to see who else was reading the same book so you could swap recommendations. Personal recommendations were the backbone of backpacking trips then, but less so now when everyone can just stare at their phones and Google something. But people are a wealth of information, and I like using personal recommendations to find the best places to eat away from the tourist traps or how to get from A to B efficiently. And finally, you may not think of it as a regular research source, but it's invaluable. It's eavesdropping. Seriously, there's nothing wrong with a bit of earwigging. Sunglasses are a useful prop to make sure people don't catch you staring, but it's amazing what pieces of information you can pick up by just keeping your ears on high alert. In cafes, on buses, waiting in line, people are having conversations about what they did, what they saw, what they experienced, and these snippets of a conversation could give you an insight or travel tip that you might otherwise have overlooked. When I hear something really interesting, I'm not averse to interrupting, you know, and apologising, of course, and saying, I couldn't help but overhearing, and then ask for additional information. Internet research and books and brochures are a valuable research tool, but there's no better way to research a travel destination than by immersing yourself in it. Obviously, a key task is to gather opening times, prices, addresses, directions, highlights, etc. for the locations you want to include in your travel guide. But if you plan on including travel narratives and anecdotes in your travel guide, immersion is the most effective way of making your writing jump off the page and into the reader's imagination. Immersion is the best technique to get the feel and essence of a place, whether it's a city, a town, a neighbourhood, a local business like a restaurant, a historical site, a shop or some kind of activity. So what you want to do is choose your place and event and bring along your own recording equipment to capture impressions and experiences using images, text or audio and become an objective observer and notice your surroundings and the people within your proximity. You need to focus on everything that's happening around you, not just the most obvious aspects. Remove yourself by taking a fly on the wall approach. And then finally, record your observations. And the best way to capture the essence of a scene is to focus on your five senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? And what do you feel? And that what do you feel is what do you feel physically as well as emotionally? 
we all have a dominant sense. So it's easy to rely on that and ignore the others. But your audience may have a different dominant sense. So it's important to leverage your five senses to capture the scene that you can present a nice rounded view of the environment and your reaction to it. Close your eyes to focus more intently on sound, scent, touch and emotion. If you warm to the idea of capturing scenes with your senses, I recommend one of my Five Senses Travel Guide journals, which will help you create a sense awareness habit for your travel writing. Now, once you've recorded your sense observations, delve deeply into the scene by answering these additional questions. What stands out in the scene? How would you describe the people in the scene? E.g. what are they wearing? How are they behaving? What impressions do they have on their faces? What does their body language convey? How would you describe the physical elements in the scene? Things like architecture, landscape. How would you describe the natural elements in the scene? Are there trees? Are there flowers? What resonates most or gets the biggest positive reaction from you? What triggers a negative reaction in the scene? And is there anything that seems odd or out of place? Capture as many as your observations as you can. The more you do this exercise, the easier it becomes. If a descriptive word suddenly pops into your mind, even without a context, just record it. This is where your little notebook will come in handy. Don't write complete sentences. Just capture words and phrases. Never assume you'll remember the details that are so vivid now. You won't. They'll be lost in the ether and you'll kick yourself for not taking the time to capture them. Just because you're capturing lots of detail doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use all of it when you write your travel guide, but it's much better to have a wealth of research at your fingertips to leverage, and whatever doesn't make it to your book can be used in blog posts or on your website, guest posts or travel assignment pitches. One thing I like doing during research trips is recording ambient sounds. So I'll walk through a market or go to a crowded restaurant or maybe a busy beach and I'll turn on the recorder on my iPhone and just walk along and capture that sound. And then later when I'm doing my travel writing to capture that scene, I've got a vivid reminder of what that scene actually felt like to walk through. This is especially useful if there's a delay before you start writing your travel guide. So hopefully these tips will give you enough confidence to go off to your research trip full of enthusiasm. You've been listening to the How Travel Writers Self-Published Podcast, hosted by digital nomad and travel writer Jay Artali. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.